Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast. You may notice uh, Logan Bryant is not the host tonight uh, with a, wow, excellent showing of the beer gut from Chris Collett. We'll go ahead and uh, let y'all know that he is with us. We got a nice live shot of a beer gut. Uh, Chris, you want to talk about how you have crafted that beer gut? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's taken about 15 years of very, very, very little exercise, um, way too much alcohol consumption. And, uh, I mean, I would blame my wife and kids, but let's be honest, I, I had it going well before them. So yeah, just an unhealthy lifestyle for about 15 years. Turning that around though, right? Uh, yeah, I can almost run a 10 minute mile, um, on pace to run about a three hour and 10 minute half marathon. Me too. So, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're getting in shape. Nice. Well, that was uh, quite an introduction. Uh, Chris just, you know, let, let the beer gut fly. So impressive. So Chris is with us this weekend or this, uh, this week, our, uh, you know, bedrock of the podcast. Also joining us from Roanoke, Virginia, Mr. Cole Huffman. Ahoy. Glad Ahoy. to be here. I like that. Yeah. How you doing this week? Mighty well, partner. Got my cowboy hat on. Ready to head to yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah, man, you're you're ready. You're See ready. See if they'll sing watermelon crawl for us about every bar we go to. We're going to request watermelon crawl. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, they I don't get man, sick of that ever. I have nope. never been more excited that I only got four tickets together so that we don't have to sit with Cole. <laughs> yeah, we need to talk about that ticket situation. How that's going to work out. Yeah. If you just wear gonna, that cowboy hat, it'll work out just fine. It'll happen. We we have some all-time scalpers and, uh, you know, some charming people in this group. So we're going to circle back to that in a little bit. Uh, there's going to be a uh, Sports Nuts and Beer Guts road trip this week. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Going to discuss the NBA All-Star Game and a couple other things. Uh, but first, this is actually the first podcast where Cole and I have been on together. Um, and so... Cole and I, we, we were the same class. Uh, you know, a lot of us went to the former Johnson Bible College, now Johnson University. Cole, you and I were the same freshman class in 2002, right? 2002. Seems just like 18 years ago. And indeed, it does. Um, a few things have changed. Uh, Chris, I don't know if your beer gut was quite as good then as I it is now. I weighed about a buck 40 back then. You, so. you did. You did weigh Probably not. Yeah, Chris and I were on the trash crew together, and Chris would pick up trash bags that weighed more than he did, but... Anyway, so weird, weird thing. Cole and I uh, met in like the in a sort of a, a weird way. First, you do weird things at Bible College, and the the first night when this whole freshman group came together, they had like they called it something silly, like the freshman mixer or something like that. Where like they put us all in the gym at Johnson, and we were supposed to organize ourselves in groups of things that we liked. Like they would yell. Get in the groups of your favorite toothpaste. So somebody was supposed to yell Colgate from one side of the room and somebody crest and like you end up in all these areas and it was just terrible. It was just awful. And then they walk you out of that into the uh, cafeteria where we had like, you know, Kool-Aid and cookies or whatever. So I sit down at the table and there's this dude sitting next to me who had spiked hair and not the beard that he has today. You, I remember weird things. Cole, you may not remember this. No beard, but I had a mean punka shell necklace on probably. Probably. I don't remember that, but yeah, yeah, that, that was it. that was on brand for 2002 coal. So uh, sat down and, you know, like you do, it's like, oh, hey, man, my name's Matt. My name's Cole. Where, where are you from? Cole said, I'm, I'm from Roanoke. And I was like, oh, cool, man. I got family from Roanoke. And then Cole said, oh, no, it's like 30 minutes outside of Roanoke. I was like, you mean like Newcastle? <laughs> a town with no stoplight a place you only end up if you get lost because you'll never just freaking go and matt looked, hickman said <laughs> yeah you were shy uh, you looked at me you just like stopped dead it's like who is this idiot like are you some sort of psychic like you've heard of newcastle yeah. so so we're probably distant cousins i think you actually knew my cousin i did she was the uh girl everybody had a crush on there one did year you, i think did you date her i did not I did not. She was a good friend, though, and uh, actually ends up, you fast forward years later, uh, Matt Hickman and I are doing a podcast tonight together. My sister actually ended up uh, babysitting his, I guess, cousin um, at really? some point. Your, your, well, your cousin's, 
uh, son, who would be your your cousin too. And here we are. That's so bizarre. Now, I've not talked to her in like 25 years or whatever, but still crazy. The Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast, things you didn't know that you didn't want to know. We just told you. That's right. Y'all didn't want to know that, but now you know us better, and here we go. So, I was trying to think. I I remember just trying to meet someone, and like, you know, there's all these people, and I was like, this guy's kind of just chilling. He's okay to talk to. He's not like actually being aggressive, trying to get to a group yelling their favorite toothpaste, trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And, um, you sounded a little country than I did. And I was like, well, he'll be cool to talk to. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it worked out. Yeah, it was so weird at Johnson. Being a school in Knoxville, the people with Southern accents were few and far between. So, you know, you'd, Damn it's, Indiana. It's, it's all Indiana accents. You'd hear, you know, all these AWOLs out there. Just Indiana weird everywhere. That's right. That's a different thing. But I, I, I got a similar story on that. My okay. freshman weekend, I was two years after y'all. So we had the same freshman week weekend and i came to school with the weirdest freshman class i've ever known and i was like man this place not might not be for me like it really might not be mm-hmm. for me and then thankfully uh yourself and hickman and peak showed up and you actually showed interest in sports and i was like okay i finally met people i could hang with uh probably has something to do with why i didn't graduate because that freshman class was so <laughs> weird i had no desire to stay in school was that the class from, was that the class where a lot of them were were from the same place in florida I have no clue. They oh, were just maybe. all weird. You remember the ones I'm talking about? They were there for <laughs> a semester. Uh, just, just a weird class. I was just like, I don't, I can't stand these people. So, anyways, I was glad y'all like sports. And the rest yeah. is history. Here we are, 18 years later. I guess 16 years later. We're doing a podcast. I feel like we could do a bonus episode on weird things that happened to Johnson or weird introductions, oh. but that's a, uh, again, something nobody really wants to hear. But we'll actually do, do that. Hit us up. We'll do that live from Vegas that podcast oh, oh our second road trip of the year but well i guess that's a flight anyway all right let's move on to the uh regularly scheduled programming uh as we do every week we're going to begin by making sense of the week first of all this past weekend was the nba all-star game now i missed a couple of podcasts two weeks ago i was out in uh, phoenix for a company trip and Last week I was sick, kids were sick, so I didn't have a chance to uh, fill in or to uh, share my opinions on the All-Star game, and uh, y'all just really trashed it. So, Chris, do you have any thoughts about this past All-Star weekend because it turned out pretty well? Yeah, I was uh, laying in bed Saturday night, just scrolling through the Twitter feed, trying to get the kid to sleep, watching some live PD. And my phone started blowing up. I had some friends texting me. My Twitter feed was just like, man, dunk contest, best ever. And I'm like, it can't really be the best ever. I turned it on, entertaining. Like, it was actually fun to watch. Because you always think you're like, oh, man, I've seen every dunk known to man. Like, they really can't come up with new stuff. They were original. It was fun. Uh, And then the All-Star game. Never been a big all-star game fan because there's no defense. Your score is going to be like 160 to 150, 140, something like that. Not really a competitive game. And the Elam ending was probably the best decision that that I I guess I'll give Adam Silver the credit. I don't know who came up with the idea. Greatest decision ever because the fourth quarter was – you're talking about the greatest basketball players in the world just absolutely going – like I mean, the shooting percentage that quarter was thirty five percent. Like they were actually playing defense. Yeah, it it was great. Um, I feel I felt bad for dogging it, um, because in years past it's been awful to watch. Uh, this year was was not the case. It was great to watch. So, um, shout out to Adam Silver. Shout out to the NBA. Y'all had a good weekend. He's the best commissioner wrong. in sports right now, right? And it's not close. <laughs> that competition's. Per- <laughs> he doesn't well, have any competition. You got Manfred, who's like making Goodell look smart, and then you have Gary <laughs> Bettman, who's I think Gary there's Bettman. been two, at least one and a half, maybe two full hockey seasons missed under his watch. Um, so yeah, you, yeah, Adam Silver's in a class on his own on that. So, one. so somehow Goodell is second. That's just well, yeah, he is. That. That's that's insane. Cole, did you watch any of the All Star game? I was watching live PD. Okay. <laughs> We could talk about some live PD if you wanted to. Honestly, mm. if I was watching any sports this weekend at all, it took a little while to watch the uh, XFL. Just a, a little bit. Didn't get to watch a lot this week. Shout out to my DC Defenders 2-0 this weekend. 
So to answer your question, I didn't watch a lick of basketball. That, that's fine. So, I mean, you're known as a, as a major basketball aficionado, you know, <laughs> player, fan, all those things. Yeah, absolutely. Ambassador of the sport. Yep. I mean, I'm known to throw some touchdowns in basketball, let me tell you. <laughs> well, fair enough. Sounds like uh, sounds like the XFL consumed your weekend. So was that your biggest uh, sports takeaway of the weekend was the XFL DC defenders moving on? I find any even mediocre football to be more entertaining than any NBA basketball game that I've watched oh. in the past three years. Uh, hot take. About, hot take. How about the beer snake with the with the Cubs? That's a DC Defenders game. Did you see that? I did not see this, but I will oh, Google it right now. You need to Google beer snake. A beer DC snake. DC Defenders. A beer snake. Isn't that oh. a problem? Isn't that like a it's an empty problem? The empty the empty cups. It was quiet and pre- it went probably twelve rows deep of empty beer cups. Epic beer snake. At- yes, yeah, the beer snake. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking right at now. Oh wow! Oh, look at that. What seventy foot, seventy five foot long beer yes. snake? Yes, it, it was impressive. At, at Cubs games, anytime they start those in the in the bleachers, uh, the ushers come and confiscate them. So I like the XFL oh, doing something uh, different, letting them. Uh, uh, a buddy of mine went to the he went to the DC Defender game for the first week uh, when it had roughly seventeen thousand people there, and uh, he said it was a big party. His words and his words quote it was a complete shit show. He said it was a great time though. I, it I looks it. like it. from the video it looks like it. So I get it. So you're you know a lot of that you're with with the NFL or college football or whatever you have such investment in your team that you actually have like you know emotional equity in what happens. In the XFL you probably don't. You're, it's brand new. You're showing up to to see what happens. So it, it has the ability to be more of a party. Um, so you make beer snakes. And maybe that's sort of like the wave for millennials. <laughs> <laughs> they finally did something right. <laughs> Technically, we're millennials, guys. Technically, I the generation Gen X is that no, Gen huh? Gen X ended in '79. You so. eat that all, Cole. I feel yep. like I feel like I'm Gen X. <laughs> Children of the '80s. Yeah, me too. Well, anyway, yeah, All Star Weekend. So great job, NBA. That was that was something different. Again, with the ending, maybe we'll see that that more often in in other forms of basketball. College basketball should definitely go with that. Man, can you imagine how exciting the Final Four would be with that? Oh, awesome! It'd be nuts. Unless Virginia's in it, then then it may take an hour just to oh. get to that. Huh. Well, the, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Getting 24 points would take another hour. So anyway, good for the NBA. Um, so we're also getting towards uh, the, I guess we're past midseason for the NHL. Um, Chris, big time hockey fan, big Preds fan. Uh, to say the least, it's been a disappointing season, right? Uh, it's been an awful season. Yeah, terrible. Okay. Cole, do you have a, uh, who's your hockey team? I don't even know. When I, when I do watch the NHL, I just enjoy watching the games. Um, but if, if I'm watching a team the Preds are playing, I'm pulling for the Preds for sure. So I'm looking forward to going down okay. to the first, first. Actually, this will be my second game. Uh, you, roughly roughly are what? Are you sure you're going to make it this weekend? I'm going to make what We're less than 24 hours away, 48 hours oh, away from me leaving. Well, we're here. Um, I bought, uh, not even kidding, I bought a big old thing of uh, twenty or 2,000 milligram vitamin C vitamins i've been dropping two a day so i'm doing like four thousand, which is a lot more vitamin c than it really you need to consume and uh, that's what they mean by two a day I, I stopped shaking hands i stopped kissing babies about three days ago don't want anybody to touch me i'm making sure i'm going to make it to nashville this year i love Commit, it so com- commitment so so backstory cole was was sick before last year's uh preds weekend uh, this is the third year in a row in which that uh, this group of friends has gone to a uh, Predators game. It's been a rotating group. I don't think it's been the same people every year. I think, Chris, you and I are there. Uh, well, three I mean, for three. Constant. AWOL's been there, too. AWOL's been there three out of three, too. So. Logan McClure swapped out, and Cole's never joined us because he's too good for us or something. I well, know. I wasn't invited to the first inaugural one, I don't believe, uh, so there would that be that issue. Sense. Yeah. I blame Chris. I'll you, take should, blame. You, you should. <laughs> well, with, with looking at actual hockey, I can't give any decent analysis. I don't think Cole can either. No offense. Uh, Chris, however, trade deadline's coming up. What's going to happen in the NHL with a trade deadline? What are the Preds going to do? What are the moves they're going to make to get back into contention? Uh, yeah, what's up with that? 
And please um, get all the last names correct when you talk about the players. All the last Everyone. I, I can do all the Preds guys' last names. Pretty easy. Uh, no problems there. Uh, the Preds are in a weird situation where they have four games in hand, so they played four fewer games than the people ahead of them in the standings. And they're three points behind the wild card spot. So oh. they're they're not far. Like if they go two and two, they're in a they're in the wild card. So they're basically there. Um my fear is that Ryan Ellis, he's probably their second or third best defenseman. He's been out with a concussion. He's on his way back, and I feel like the general manager of the Preds is gonna say, Oh, air trade deadline pieces, Ryan Ellis getting healthy. That's one of my pet peeves. Hate when general manager in sports says, oh, this guy's going to be healthy. He's going to be our addition. Preds really need another defenseman. Their offense is fine. Their goaltending's piss poor. And their defense is even worse than piss poor. So hopefully they trade for a defenseman overall in the trade deadline. Uh, this could be a very boring hockey trade deadline because there's only about four bad teams and four good teams. And everybody else is within maybe six points in the standing. So Hockey standings are super tight. Uh, that's what a hard salary cap does. Uh, it's kind of a perk. And it's the good and the bad. So trade deadline could be a dud for hockey. Not sure. But uh, throwing this back to y'all, what's your favorite trade deadline in sports? For me, it's the uh, it's the NBA. The uh, NFL is always more oh, boring terrible. than it should be. Yeah, yeah the like, move should be made and teams just don't do it. It's getting better, um, though. It is agreed. There's been a piece or two move. Who can for, who can forget the uh, infamous Trent Richardson trade, which gave the Colts a bell cow running back back in 2013 or whenever that was. But first round draft pick. Oh yeah, that was unreal. Um, so yeah, those moves don't happen a lot. The NBA teams make aggressive moves. That's always entertaining for me. Um, I probably don't follow the other two sports as much. I really only follow uh, the NFL when it comes to trades. I don't keep up with. Baseball too much. I'll, I'll watch the games, but don't keep up with the trade deadlines. Of course, don't keep up with the NHL. Um, I'd say my new favorite deadline is probably the uh, the trades for the XFL whenever those trade deadlines happen. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Cardinals like Jones. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, gotta love seeing those. Like, I feel like with with uh, struggling businesses, you could see something like you know, player get traded for a bag of footballs or. You know, well, that happened to Babe Ruth one time. Basically. True, true. Good point. Let's. <laughs> well, um, so the, the thing about the NHL, though, so when the the Preds made the Stanley Cup a few years ago, were they not like a seven or eight seed? They were an eight seed. They were um, an eight seed. Last year, the Blues were basically an eight seed, seven or eight seed. I can't remember which one. Um, the Los Angeles Kings have won as an eight seed. You don't have to be the one seed. Hockey in the playoffs is all about having a hot goaltender and your team just clicking. Uh, it's it's great to watch. It's great theater. Uh, last year, the Tampa Bay Lightning were the best team in hockey by a mile, and they got swept in the first round of the playoffs. So as long as you make it in, you have a chance. The goaltender so, gets hot, you're good to go. So it's definitely the most unpredictable of the, of the professional Absolutely. sports playoffs. And it, it yeah. also came back to another thing I said where – you have four really good teams. You have four really bad teams, and then you have that leaves something like twenty-three teams that are that are about the same. Like I, you're splitting hairs trying to differentiate number five from number twenty-seven, uh, okay. right there. So I mean, you really are splitting hairs. So it's I mean it's wide open. It's fun to watch. It makes it great to watch, but at the same time, the playoffs are completely unpredictable. Who do you have picked to win the whole thing this year, Chris? Oh, it's way too early to ask that. Uh, I have uh, the uh, Las Vegas Knights. Shout out Brandon Peak. Yeah. Shout out to Peakerhead. Yeah, definitely the Knights. I I don't know. It's it's way too early. I I don't know. Well, here's hoping the Preds are aggressive at the trade deadline. Pick up a piece, get the eight seed. Pekka turns back the clock, and uh, we see him playing late in the postseason. Um, maybe sure. that run will begin Saturday against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, so guys, got to ask each of y'all, what are you most looking f- forward to about this weekend? I'd say three things. One, definitely some Nashville hot chicken. Oh. Three, finding that perfect cowboy hat for me to wear. <laughs> Actually, that was two. And three, as I said earlier before we started the podcast, requesting for them to play watermelon crawl at every single honky tonk we walk into. All right. 
Chris doesn't um, look impressed. <laughs> my my three things are uh, none of those three things. I don't even know if I have okay. three things. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to uh, hanging out with everybody. Um, nope. Looking, <laughs> kind of looking forward to Top Golf on Saturday. I've I've never been to a Top Golf, so okay. uh, first time for that. And um, next would be. Vinny T's. I love that bar. Oh, yep. looking forward like, to Vinny T's. I feel like they could be an official sponsor. They they really should be. So yeah. I actually was at uh, church tonight, and I was speaking to a gentleman I just met tonight, and I said, uh, somehow we got talking how long he's lived in Roanoke. He goes, yeah, I moved here from from Cookville, Tennessee. I'm like, oh, Cookville. I was like, yeah, I'm actually in the Cookville this weekend. I was like, do you know Vinny G's? And he was like, <laughs> mm. Vinny, Vinny T's? I'm like, yeah, my buddies are all big. He goes, yeah, you're going to have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's I'm, awesome. I'm interested to find out about this Vinny T guy. I'm bringing jukebox money for Vinny T's. Uh, Should I bring my cowboy hat? Yeah. Um, If you wanted to smell like ass the rest of the weekend, I would. You can smoke there, and it, it has a – I mean, people have smoked there forever, so it's – you walk in, you smell like an ashtray walking out. Just a heads up. It is not the most high class establishment, but I would think we have all been in lower class establishments. So, will AWOL be okay walking into a place where they smoke cigarettes? I feel like that's really going to hurt his lungs. Well, I mean, I mean, he gets over it whenever he sees the price of the beer. He's like, okay, I can look past it for this. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's whenever the Agave brothers need to cover somebody with a little more grit in their voice he'll you know he'll just go to Vinny t's and sing a springsteen song it'll work out <laughs> makes sense so uh, i guess my top three one is is hanging out with you guys really looking forward to to seeing good everybody answer. and some good things to celebrate it's going to be a be a lot of fun so that that's the first thing uh second i'm excited to uh return to paradise park um if we get a chance to go down there that was the uh a uh, bar in, in Nashville that has, uh, you know, cheap drinks, a Papa shot, which Papa shot is one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, and right next door is a um, little hole in the wall restaurant where you can get tater tots and cheesy tots and corn dogs and chili dogs and all that. And it's all very reasonable. So hopefully that's all there. It was gone last year, right? Like it was torn down. Uh, yeah. Clay Travis, uh, him and a group of investors. They made it to some Nashville outdoor club with axe throwing all this hipster bullshit. Um, and it, it went over like a flaming turd in Nashville. So they brought back the Paradise Park 2.0. It's, uh, it doesn't have the original luster to it, but they still okay. have $6 natty pitchers, uh, which for 6 bucks in Nashville, that, that's what you're paying that's for cheap. one 12-ounce Coors Light. So, uh, yeah, I can drink a $6 natty pitcher and be happy. So... Most it's definitely can drink uh, a pitcher and be happy. <laughs> What'd you say? I said most people can drink a pitcher of beer and be That's happy. True. That's kind of the point. So you may say that Clay did not outkick his coverage on that business investment. Well, they're they're still making money. It's uh, it's Nashville. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if they're charging six dollars yeah. for a Coors Light, they're making money. Well, good deal. It's going to be an exciting weekend. We'll, we'll hit on a couple more things uh, regarding that weekend uh, at the end of this podcast. But next, we're going to move on to everybody's favorite ch- segment, Chug Sipper Pour. As we always do, we begin with a beverage. I really enjoyed Cole's impassioned speech regarding Fresca last week. You had some some serious thought and you know hard opinions on Fresca. Cole, you bring us some Fresca this weekend? I will be bringing Fresca. I'm actually kind of... I'll be bringing the Tito's. So. Kind of ill tonight. Actually, uh, I went to the store to get a Fresca. I wanted to actually get two. One for myself, one for my lady. And they don't carry Fresca. And I asked the guy, where's the Fresca? And he said, ooh. And ooh. He didn't know what I was saying. I was like, Fresca. And I was trying to point like a Sprite. And he's like pointing at the Sprite like, well, there's a Sprite. I'm like, no, I want Fresca. So it's it's not worldwide like it should be yet. It's not everywhere that it needs to be, but I'm going to change that. And it started with last week's podcast or week before last podcast. Bringing Fresca back, another another underdog for or another potential business to sponsor the podcast. I'm going to blow your mind on something. Have you ever had the soda Wink? Never heard of it. Nope. I like the way you, your face just now when you said Wink, though. Oh, wink. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's difficult to say the word Wink without winking, but anyway... 
Wink is like Fresca, but not diet. Imagine that. It's made by Canada Dry. It's delicious. It's in like stores in Greensboro, North Carolina, and nowhere else. But anyway, so you can't bring any this weekend for Christmas. Hey, we'll, see, we'll see if AWOL can. I'll text AWOL, see if he can find some Wink. But uh, the beverage we want to uh, chug some report tonight the uh, delicious citrus beverage, Sundrop. It's regional. You can't get it everywhere. It's sort of the, uh, you know, opponent to Mountain Dew and Mellow Yellow. Uh, Chug, Sip, Pour, Sundrop. As impassioned as I was about Fresca, I could not be more vanilla about Sundrop. I think I've had one before at some point in my life, and I didn't even finish it. It wasn't exactly a Mountain Dew like I thought it would be. It's kind of sweeter, if I remember correctly. Yep. So I'm probably just going to pour it. Why drink a sun drop when you can drink a fresca? Good point. Chris. Um, I'm glad he said it was a very regional drink because where I live, it is the drink. Like when I walk into work, I would say half the vending machines say sun drop on the front of them. Um, and I, I grew up an hour away from where I live now and sun drop was non-existent. So when you talk about oh. regional, like, it's extremely re- regional. Um, and when I first moved down here, I tried Sundrop and I was like, man, this this stuff tastes great. Um, it tastes even better if you add some Tito's to it, like most things do. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm chugging some Sundrop because it's terrible for you. I, I drink a diet Sundrop at least once a week, maybe more often. Uh, and they even have like a diet cherry Sundrop. Which- yeah, cherry lemon Sundrop. Uh, yeah, it's it's good to go. So Sundrop chugging it. Cherry, a cherry. So it's cherry lemon Sundrop. Well, Sundrop of lemon. lemon. Okay. Yeah. I uh, Sundrop's like a. I wouldn't say poor man, but it's just it's a different kind of Mountain Dew, in my opinion. So I'm I'm chugging Sundrop. It's uh, the the extra sweetness actually comes from orange juice. Orange juice is an ingredient in it. So fun fact: the. Um, Diet Sundrop you drink does have five calories, so watch out. Don't drink too many. Is that that's but, the only diet drink that I know that has calories in it? Usually, all diet drinks are zero, zero calories, right? Uh, I remember Pepsi back in the day used to advertise one calorie, but yeah, five calories. Where they come from? It's the it's the tiny bit of orange juice. So hmm. interesting. Anyway, yeah. So again, things you didn't want to know, but now you do. All right, next chug sip report. The William Hill Sports Book has place an over-under number of 83 of a, and a half of Houston Astros batters getting plunked this upcoming MLB season. Given the uh, just the, the debacle and all the people chiming in on, on what the Astros are doing, what do you all think of that number? Chug, sip, or pour. Do you have any idea what the average is for a team of hitters that get plunked? I don't. I'm just, Way less. Like, I will I will chug the fact of that happening. Like I hope it does. They got it coming. Um, but I'm going to port of it actually happening. I think um, at the early start of the year we'll, we'll definitely see it. But eventually MLB is really going to have to step in because it's going to get out of hand um, as far as you know brawls are going to break out, people are get injured, and things like that if it keeps on happening. So I, I don't think we'll actually see it go over. What do you think, Chris? I'm uh, I'm going under. Uh... I think what Cole said, I mean, that first game, first week, first month of the season, the Astros are just going to clear the bench and say, F it. And they're just going to start throwing punches. Like, they're going out there. Because the thing is, if you don't do that, people are just going to keep hitting you all year. So, eventually, you have to fight back. And I think the Astros will. And when they do, teams will lay off. I mean, 83 and a half is a – 85 and a half, sorry. Was it 85 and a half or 83 and a half? 83 and a half. Okay, I saw anywhere from eighty to eighty-five. So, eighty-three—that's a—that's a big number. That's a, somebody getting hit more than once every other game. Uh, that's true. Not not sure that's going to happen, but I just see the Astros eventually just going all in and being like, "Let's fight this out. Let's go." And I think as you as you've seen like this year and the past few seasons in, in different sports, the brawls are only getting worse as far as what the players are doing. Seems like they're spilling over into the crowd more than they ever have. We got people picking up chairs in college basketball games. Like it's going to end up like people are going to start taking bats out to these things. I'm afraid if it doesn't get squashed pretty quickly in the season, it'll already be there. Right. Yeah. I'm not above it. 
So if uh, if the Astros need to hire an enforcer, you're ready to be there with a bat. Three years ago, it would three years ago, three years ago, uh, pre knee surgery. They, they could they could have signed me for twenty five thousand dollars, and I would have I would have had to give them twenty five thousand dollars if I would have had it, and they would have signed me. But you know, <laughs> you were willing. That's all that matters. I, I would have been willing to pay them to sign me. Yeah. I think you guys uh, really nailed it there. It's 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 going to it's going to happen at the beginning, and it's got to tail off. Eighty three and a half. Like good point, Chris. That's that's more than once every other game. That seems like a ton, but obviously the blowback is going to continue all season. Um, bitterness will linger for this for for years and years. Um, I mean, are the are the it seems like the punishments are done. Is it are we done with that? Chris? What exactly were the punishments? It was it was basically draft picks. They they basically yeah. lost their first and second round draft picks for two straight years. I can't uh, believe that's all it was. Like it just it well, was. that's one thing that's crazy. Is what we we had this topic on there, and I was like, I thought they came down with a hammer. I thought it was a, a stiff punishment. And Logan said they won a title. Like, is it really that stiff of a punishment? Flags fly forever. Yeah. And the more I've seen this go off, I'm like, Logan was right on this one. Yeah. Uh, flags do fly forever, Manfred. He said they considered stripping the ninety or 2017 World Series from them and ultimately decided not to. He's like said something about a piece of metal is what he called it, and that pissed players off even more. Uh, yeah. Dude's just – he's like – Yeah, he tried Astros to reel that back real quick. The Astros have been terrible at PR on this. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, you have to be contrite and say, yeah, we, we screwed this one up bad. We are sorry. Like, it did happen and, and, and take some accountability – Instead, the owners out here going, "Yeah, we did that." I don't know that it helped us win the World Series. Are are you, are you kidding me right now? Like, of course it did. I, th- I think that's been been the fuel to the flame is the Astros just being like, "Yeah, I don't know that it really helped us." I mean, if you know what pitch is coming, it it, it definitely helped you. Do you think the Astros aren't a great team? Do you think something like this happened happening, um, and and with the punishment that was handed down, this could open up the conversation again to have some certain um, allowances to finally take place, such as Pete Rose finally going into the Hall of Fame? Um, no, because it's completely different. But it's uh, it's just the fact that this team openly cheated and all they got hit with were draft picks. Right. And I just know that – I just wonder, like, what we'll start seeing. Like, people could argue, well, if you're going to do that, I, then let this happen. I know? think it's pretty openly known that Pete Rose will get in the Hall of Fame after he's dead. Uh that I don't think baseball wants to let him enjoy getting into the Hall of Fame. So after he's dead, I think eventually they'll let him in the Hall of Fame, but not before then. I don't see or, that happening. Or unless I become the commissioner of okay, Major League that's baseball. another option. Or that one. I'll vote for Cole. Yeah, you could do worse than Rob Manfred right now. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, you're you're definitely a step in the right direction. <laughs> All right, so so next, chug sip or pour topic. Um, so, so Logan's out this week, and he is not a huge fan of concerts, um, as in I think he would not go to one unless it was Will Smith and Aaron Carter. Is, is that <laughs> accurate? Yeah. Okay. On point. So, so we got we got some some good people to ask this. So, Chuck Sipperpour encores at concerts. The show ends, uh, well, ends, and you think somebody's coming back? Are they? Are they not? Does that uh, sit well with you? Do you get excited about it? Do you just want them to I'm, not do it? Chris, I'm go going for first it. on this one. Um, Cole goes to approximately 10 times as many concerts as I do. Yes. Uh, I attend two to three concerts a year. Um, and I absolutely hate encores. Just, just play your set, play whatever it is. And whenever it's over, it's over and I'm okay with it. I can live with it. But for some reason, I don't know who the hell started on course. That'd be a, that'd be a great thing to know. Uh, but whoever the hell did, I I load that person because you're sitting there. You're like, man, I wish they would have played that song. Maybe they played it on their encore. Get out of here. Like, just play your set. Nobody wants to like have a five minute break and then hear two songs and then go home. Like, just play your songs, play your set, and let's go home. So I'm I'm pouring it out. Encores are for terrible. Okay. Cole, set him straight. So the encore actually started back in the 1700s um, at piano concerts. Encore is a French word, actually, that can translate to mean again 
or longer. Um, in Italy, if you want an encore, you actually yell bis, spelled B-I-S. Um, and with that being said, I'm going to completely pour out the encore. <laughs> Not a fan. I don't care what it's called in any language. It is overplayed, no pun intended. Um, but that's a pretty good pun. It's just one of those things now where I've seen bands that literally will walk off stage and no one's really still clamoring to have them come back out and they walk right back out and it's like, shit, I got to sit here for five more songs. And you don't want to. Um, I'm at that age now where I really appreciated uh, Tyler Childers' show that I went to. People were chanting for him to play another song. He goes, well, guys, nope, I'm going to play this song because this is the song I want to play and this is the last song. You guys have a good night. He doesn't do encores to my knowledge and I really respect that. I think it's something different i think this is the set for the night we're out uh whitney and i went to see the lumineers in um, charlottesville this past weekend and we actually only stayed for an hour i heard all the songs that i wanted to hear all the songs that i knew we left got dipping dots in the corridor and called an uber and we're home by 10 30 and it was wonderful so i just want to hear the songs i know for some bands to sing i do not want an encore i'm pouring it out a dipping dots reference that was that was have we ever um, um, chucked it before? Yeah, have we ever done those with dipping dots? We have. No, but but that needs to be on the agenda. That's uh, that's I haven't had dipping dots in. We, we need to get dipping dots this weekend. We could maybe live tweet a chug sip report of dipping dots. I, I, I know everybody's going to be excited about that. So, <laughs> um, all right. So encores. I'm actually going to sip. I Cole, your uh, explanation and history lesson. Well done. You buried the lead there and sort of just you know turned it and hated it so that was impressive um so usually i'm like you guys i if, if you're done with your set you're done with your set great let's let's go home let's let's be finished with it however it can add a little bit of anticipation to a certain song and add a little bit of of you know dramatic effect i remember um and maybe this is one one circumstance i was 18 and went to see or what was i 19 i was 18 and saw the Eagles in Thompson Bowling Arena in 2001 or two, whatever that was. And, I mean, it was a great show, in my opinion, when I was, you know, that age. So they played for three hours, and, you know, they're a little bit cheesy and going to do their thing. But they played, like, 29 songs, and you can guess which one they didn't play, Hotel California. They walk off the stage, and you know, you know it's happening. But, like, they came back, and the stage was dark, and you just heard those first few uh, you know, guitar notes on that song, and everybody went nuts. And I remember, like, I got chills on my arm, which was cheesy thinking that an Eagle song put chills on my arm. But anyway, um, the the flair for the dramatic there was was pretty awesome. Um, so maybe that was just me looking back wistfully on being 18 years old and super impressed by, uh, you know, Don Henley and Joe Walsh, Glenn Fry. But all right, R.I.P. Uh, Joe Walsh. But anyway, I'll sip. What's so, what so, brings me to the the question? Chris, like you said, the Eagles were fine with an encore. Chris, what band would you be okay with having an encore at their show? None. Ah. No, really? I play play what you think you want to play. Like I, I went to a David Allen Co concert one time, and somebody in the somebody in this like in that crowd was like, "Play this song," and he literally told him point blank, "He goes, uh, just buy the album if you want to hear that. I ain't playing that shit tonight." So. Um, that, that's my thing. Whatever they want to play, I'm fine with. Like, I, I paid a ticket because I know they're gonna. I, I I like them. Like, I don't go to concerts if I don't like the person. Uh, that's first off. So I know I like their music, and most of the time when I go to concert, I don't just like one or two songs. I like I like I like what they have to offer. So, um, there's nobody. I'm I'm sitting there like, oh, can't wait for this encore. I, I'm I'm one of these people like, and plus when I go to concerts. Whenever it's over, I'm going out to a bar. Uh, so I'm just like, I'm ready to go to the bar. I, I I'm I'm good here. I've heard my music. I'm good. So there's no encore that I'd be like, oh, can't wait to hear that one. Cole, do you have one one band that you'd be okay with? The one band that I've never been happy to hear doing encore was uh, Aerosmith in Las Vegas. And and the one thing I look at too is sometimes these guys are a little bit older. They take that encore, they catch their breath, they come back out and do about three to five more songs. I'll, yeah, I'll take I'll, I'll take something like that. Um, like That's I said, a good point. I, yeah, what I don't like seeing is the guys that just walk around the stage right back on and just like no one was really wanting you to come back out. 
you heard it here, Bieber. When you're done, you're done. Yeah, ready to go. All right. So uh, this past weekend was the uh, Daytona 500. Um, I used to be a big NASCAR fan, not so much anymore, but uh, definitely saw the highlights uh, harrowing into that race. Ryan Newman's uh, in first place trying to block and ends up in just in a horrific accident. Um, he goes from was was literally a second away from winning the race, and then next thing you know, he's he's in the hospital. And luckily, uh, he's he, did he did he was he released today? He, he was released today. Yeah, man, that's that's incredible. See a picture of his car. I mean, he was upside down and got hit in the driver's side by somebody. It's incredible that he um, those cars are so safe now that he's 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 okay. But that being said, um, you know NASCAR's popularity is waning. It's not the the mid nineties anymore. Um, you know, it said that some people just watch NASCAR for the wrecks. Um, but what do y'all think? Rex in NASCAR, Chuck Zipper I mean, it, it's part of the sport. It, it's it's going to happen. Uh, the, the people that I, that I hear really get pumped up for the wrecks and that's why they say they, they watch NASCAR. I think you need to do some soul searching there. Um, you see what happened this week and, and, and you know, thankfully the, the guy came out all right, but that doesn't always happen. Um, it is part of the sport at times. Can it be like, wow, Ooh, ah, but like there's a human body in there. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to pour it out. Um, you know, because just, if it goes bad, it goes really bad and people can lose their lives. So I'm going to pour it out. Um, and, and NASCAR as a whole, just, you know, if that's what you have to have to be a fan of it, then maybe you're not really a NASCAR fan. Get, get on YouTube and just watch some car crashes. You, you sicko. Chris, what do you think? I'm going to chug Rex and NASCAR. Big fan of Rex. What did you say? I said there's the sicko. sicko. Well, I'm just I'm just saying um I I like to see him racing and I feel like whenever I was growing up as Hickman said he was a NASCAR fan at one time. Uh I still watch NASCAR races. Um I don't watch them like start to end. I turn them on in the afternoon Sunday when I'm taking a nap. It's something good to take a nap to. But I like to see I like to see cars racing. It's fun. Um, mm. The one thing I will pour out is NASCAR's um, communication as far as the Ryan Newman situation. Yeah. Um, we're in the social media era. Um, I feel like I feel like you have to be quick with your response. So Ryan Newman, I'll be candid with you. For two hours, I thought he was dead. Um, the wreck was was terrible. And the silence out of NASCAR brought me back to 2001 with Dale Earnhardt. Um, that's all I could think of. So for two plus hours, I thought Ryan Newman was dead. And then they let it out that he's alive, suffered injuries, non-life threatening, but ser- still serious condition. And I'm like, well, he might be paralyzed. Yeah. And it wasn't until today when he walked out of the hospital with his kids that I knew that he wasn't paralyzed. So, I feel like the communication could have been better. I know, I know we don't need to know every detail about what, what his injuries are, but at the same time, I feel like NASCAR could have said, Hey, he's on the way to the hospital. Uh, he's in serious condition and, and just give some basic update. Um, and even if it was just, Hey, he's going to surgery, please pray for him. Like just as simple as that. Um, I feel like you just can't go two hours, just complete radio silence. In this day of age, I don't, I don't feel like that's the right thing to do. So I'm going to chug chug NASCAR Rex because I like to see those guys actually racing. Uh, but I'm going to pour out the NASCAR communication on this one. Uh, agreed on the communication. I, I wonder how much of it, um, you know, was directed by Newman's family. If he, you know, if they didn't want much to go out, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm more like Cole. I'm going to, I'm going to pour it out. Like you're, I mean, Chris, I know whenever you see something like that happens, your first thought is, I hope he's okay. So I'm not going to go as far as saying you're sick, like, like Cole says. But anyway, that's prerogative. But um, no, I, um, it, it is part of it. Um, I, I think you could end up in a circumstance where you're too, con- you know, too conservative with racing. You're just going around the circle and without, without, uh, you know, bold moves trying to win, you're not going to have Rex. So, um, I don't. It's 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 a it's an inter- it is part of the sport. It's a it's a risk. Um, fortunately, the 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 last death in a NASCAR race was Earnhardt in two thousand and one. So um, the safety measures that are put in place have been rather incredible. That somebody can 
survive an accident at 200 miles an hour and still. I mean, this this Ryan Newman accident was essentially the same as Earnhardt, plus he got flipped and hit on the driver's side. So it was. Yeah. I mean, it was it was worse than Earnhardt's wreck. And Newman, what's this? Three days later, is walking out of two days later. Yeah, two days later, hard, walking out of a hospital with his kids. Oh. Hard, hard right turn, and the end of the end of the turn four wall at Daytona. Yeah, yeah. It's, Did you guys it's insane? Did you guys see all the memes that people made? Um, with like Dale Earnhardt as the guardian angel. Unfortunately, there? unfortunately, yeah. No. Were, were uh, we, were yeah, we serious I mean, or were we joking? I, I wasn't sure. Oh, those people are dead oh, serious. Dead are you serious. kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love the one that said. Our race is just going to have to wait, Newman. You still got other ones to run down here. Oh, dear God. Wow. Next topic. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> um, so, so uh, again, uh, we're, we're going to end with a flurry with hockey. Um, Theo Flurry. Wasn't he a hockey player? He was a hockey player, yeah. Boom, boom. Hockey references, guys. So, last Chug Sipper Pour, uh, one exciting thing about hockey is you have fights. In basketball, you fight somebody, you're suspended for the year. In hockey, you hit somebody up the head, you're in the penalty box for five minutes. Chug Sipper Pour fights in hockey. Chug. Chug all day. Um, they, they enforce the game. Like, if you didn't have fighting in hockey, you'd have people recklessly making hits. Uh, dirty plays, and now if if you make a dirty play, you know you're probably having to drop your gloves and answer for it. So I'm chugging it. People hate on it because they're like, "Well, it's it's so physical. It's not part of the game. The he- whole head injury thing. Um, it is what it is. It's a few punches. Nine times out of ten, those punches don't even land. If we're being honest, uh, the helmets, the visors take the brunt of the pain so, or punishment. So I'm chugging hockey. It's it's good for the sport. Um, even if it doesn't happen often these days. I'm right there with you. I definitely chug it. I almost feel like a hypocrite saying I will chug hockey fights, but then I call people sickos for like a NASCAR wrecks. You know, it's almost the same thing. It can be more dangerous, but like you just stated, the, the punches, sometimes they don't land. Sometimes they do, and that's just awesome. Um, it needs to be part of the game, honestly, to keep things honest. Uh, my dad, when I was a kid, I don't know why he gave, he gave me this advice. Um, he told me three things all together. He said, don't eat yellow snow, don't be towards the wind, and never hit Wayne Gretzky. I didn't understand even really exactly what he meant by that, but uh, just actually finished a documentary on Netflix. Marty McSorley's kicking your ass. Marty McSorley, he got Wayne Gretzky so much room on the ice that he would not have gotten if he didn't have Marty McSorley on his team. When Wayne Gretzky actually left the Kings, the only way that he went to the Maple Leafs was he said, you got to sign this guy. I'm bringing him with me because he knew if that guy had his back, no one was going to take liberties with him out there on the ice. Before that, you had Dave Saminko, um, who was one of the baddest dudes on the planet. Actually, this guy who was an enforcer in hockey went three rounds with Muhammad Ali. Whoa. At one point. Like, this guy was just a bad wow. dude. And these guys could actually, McSorley could actually play a little bit too, you know? And I, I, I'm all for it. I, I think there's nothing more exciting than going to a hockey game. And as soon as the puck drops, there's just two guys that say, all right, let's set the tone. And they just square up right there on the ice. Everybody gets out of the way and just lets them throw for a little bit get out of their system, gets the crowd into it. Um, and there's definitely an art form to it, too, as well. I've had a couple of buddies that have played minor league hockey, and, and they talk about how they have to actually practice skating and different techniques. There's there's a little bit of artwork to it as well, which I'm going to chug that for sure. I don't have anything to add to that. Y'all y'all nailed it. It's a lot of fun. Chug, maybe we'll see a good one, uh, good one this weekend. All right, so we're going to enter bonus segment time. Uh, we're going to turn around, and uh, Chris is going to going to take the lead on that um, with with, uh, with this hockey weekend over under bonus segment. Chris, take it from here. Okay, let's go. Uh, this is going to be some over unders of things that are likely or unlikely to happen, but have happened in the past at hockey weekend. So. We just talked about fighting in hockey, so over under 0.5 fights on Saturday night. I'm going to go over. We're going to see one. Going to pray for the over. I I hope you all are right, but I'm taking the under. Um, these teams are um, – Columbus is in the Eastern Division. Uh, the Preds are in the Western Division. Preds don't really have an enforcer, so I'm taking the under. I hope yeah. I'm wrong. Love to you see just, a good fight. You just said fights, so it could be a fight uh, at Benny T's. It could be 
<laughs> you know, AWOL let, and Cole. Let, so, let's hope it's AWOL and Cole and not anything else. If I asked to try on a Cowboys hat, could go wrong. <laughs> so we're gonna see we're gonna see a fight of some kind. Next one. Speaking of Vinny T's, uh last year on this trip there was an ex girlfriend of um uh-huh. Multiple guests on the Sports Nuts and Beer, Gut pod, beer Guts podcast uh, throughout the year. Not me. Year. Um, probably not Hickman, probably not Cole, probably not Logan. I'll let y'all figure the other one, <laughs> other two people out that it could be. So, 0.5 ex-girlfriend showing up at a bar in Cookville Friday night. Am I allowed to tell her that we're going to be there? <laughs> it's, it's your call on this one. So... Over under on this one. I'd love to see Courtney. I'm going to go with you over. Oh boy. Uh, that's a wild card. I'm going to go under. Uh, there's a, a zero chance that any other uh, girlfriends show up. Uh, I, I think I don't. I think that was a, a one time thing. I don't think we'll see her. I'm also going under. I haven't reached out to her. Um, what, what's that look for, Cole? Did you reach out to her last year? Yeah, I told her we were in town. We'll, we'll recount what happened. It was hilarious. Who, who's doing that? You or me? You, go ahead, go Hickman. Oh, okay. Let's recount it right now. Yes, please. Uh, all, all right. You in audience. So we're sitting at. Uh, it wasn't Vinny T's. It was the other place we went. It was to, Spanky's which was, right across the street. Not as good, anyway. And Logan looks over. He's like, "Hey, we know that blonde girl, don't we?" And Chris just has like this smug look on his face and AWOL about passes out. Uh, and, and then Courtney just strolls up and sits down. I didn't know her hardly. I mean, who she was, but that, that was about it. Um, and then next thing you know, we're hanging out at Spanky's having a drink with Courtney. She gives us a soberish ride home. She, she's the worst driver. I, don't, I I'm, I'm going to say she was soberish. I hope she was drunk because she was the worst driver I've ever seen in my life. I actually feared for my life because she stopped in the middle of the road at one point just to stop. Like, no stop sign, no anything. She just stopped. But she did take us through the drive through the cookout and dropped us off at her hotel. So, solid. Shout out to Courtney for that for us. Um, I don't, I'm not reaching out to her this time. So, Cole, it's all you. Um, I'm, I have the under. Hickman has the under. Cole. The the overs in your hands, I guess. Plus, I I genuinely love seeing AWOL look awkward. Like, this is awkward and just get like squirmy. It's kind of fun to watch. AWOL, yeah. shout out when you're listening to this. I, I aim to please whatever we need to do. I'll I'll make it happen. Just next, to see, see next thing here we go. Um, at Preds games, eight dollars gets you a giant ass tub of popcorn with unlimited refills. Um, full disclosure, we will be drinking before the game. Um, how much? I'm not sure. We're gonna go play Top Golf. We're gonna go to Broadway for a little bit, and then we'll go to the game. But anyways, eight dollars gets you unlimited popcorn. Over under two and a half refills during the game on that popcorn. Over. We're gonna have four refills. I would say over. Solid. Yeah, definitely at least three, if not four, maybe even five. And let's say if you drop one, you automatically have to get another one. So. <laughs> Good point. And if there's a fight, which that's the one fight, you oh. know, you gotta throw your popcorn onto the Ooh. ice. Maybe we'll see a fight about popcorn. That'd be even better. Ooh. Ugh. That involves next girlfriend. Next over under. We're going to play top golf, as I mentioned earlier. Over and a half hit, over over or under. One and a half swings and misses. Is that just me or is that everybody? That's Come everybody. On. Oh o- gosh. over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm good for at least one. We know that. That was my given there. Yeah, I, I think I I'll miss one or two. Cole, you might miss one. I think Logan will surprise us and miss one. Well, I should have made it two and a half then. If I made it two and a half, what would y'all say? Uh, yeah, uh, over. As you said, we're <laughs> as you said, we are going to be drinking. Okay, I, I'm I'm making this over under two and a half. I'm going to take the under. Surely at least hit the damn ball. Like, come on, we're not gonna completely miss it mul- like multiple times. Give me the under. I take the under at one and a half. I'll take it at two and a half also. So all right, all right. Under. Next one is probably my favorite over under this whole thing. For those that don't know, Cole has a reputation for when we start drinking, 
Cole just shows up with a round of shots for everybody. Uh, and he doesn't do that just once a night. He does it once, twice, three times, four times. Just however drunk he gets kind of dependent on He's just buying shots when he gets drunk. So over under one and a half rounds of shots by Cole this weekend. Cole. Uh yeah, Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Cole, this is you right here. I'm I'm interested to hear what you have to say. This, this, I'm gonna say um a lot of the, the drinking that you've done with me was cold before kids. Um, I'm going to go with the under on the, on the 1.5. There might be a round, but there will not be multiples. We're, already, we're, we're saving for college now these days, boys. Come on now. That's yeah, responsible. I'm, I'm going under too. We're, we're all, we've turned, turned over a new leaf here. I'm uh, regretfully going over on this one. I, I'm too old for shots. I hate taking shots. The next day after I take shots, I feel like shit. Um, but Cole's going to get with the boys. And he's going to be like, oh, man, I love you all so much. And somebody's going to buy one round of shots. And then here comes Cole with another. And then Cole's just going to like forget he already bought a round and buy another round on accident. And uh, he's going to realize Vinny T's charges about $2.50 per shot. And he's like, oh, I can afford these shots. So, I'm taking the over. Cole's buying shots. Let's be honest. <laughs> the the one thing to know for sure, whatever shot it is, or two or three, it will be rumple mints. Okay, I can take those. I don't even know what that is. Last one. Chug. Is, uh, this is a uh, a burn on myself because there are multiple pictures floating around the internet of myself asleep at Vinny T's or Waffle House <laughs> or any other bar. Um, basically, I wake up early and I go to bed early every night. And uh, whenever I try to go out with friends, I try to make it. But it turns 11, 12, 1 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, I should be in bed by now. And I just end up falling asleep. So over under 0.5 people falling asleep at the bar this weekend. Oh man, I, I, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go the under. I do. I definitely remember two years ago when you took a nap on your waffle, uh, eating an all-star it's, you know, 2 AM. Uh, I, I think we're going to turn in a little, little earlier this, this year. I, I don't think anybody's going to fall asleep at the, at Benny T's or the waffle house. I don't I mean, who knows if I'm wiped out, I'll just go, you know, lay down in the corner, but I, I think we'll be okay. There's a really good chance that I'm going to fall asleep on Friday night. I haven't, <laughs> haven't been to Vinny T's. Um, one thing I said, like when we left the concert only after an hour, I fell asleep during the concert um, this past weekend. I've been doing the, the whole were that good. They were really good, actually. It was actually, it was during like the intermission between them and the other band. Um, I've been doing this early morning thing lately. And um, yeah, about 11 o'clock, I'm, I'm whipped. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm going to take the under. I always have this false confidence. Like I can always stay awake. It never works out that way. So yeah, overs yeah. are a solid bet on that one, but uh, I'm, I'm going to take the under, have some confidence in myself. All right. So that's uh that wraps it up for the, uh, the Preds weekend segment next week. We'll definitely have a, have a recap of all this um, should be super exciting. Definitely looking forward to hanging out with you guys and, uh, and everybody else. Um, Real quick though, I do want to do a bonus bonus segment. If y'all been with us this long, I know we've run too long, but uh, if if you've been with us this long, love you. Thanks for listening. So, fun fact: we were about you know two hours before starting this this podcast, reading over the the outline and everything, and I shoot a text to to Chris and Cole's like, uh, you know, looking at everything, Chris has way better points on this. He's got better better things to talk about. Why don't I? Uh, I'll just. I'll, why don't I host so I can set you up? Chris, Chris texts back like, yeah, I wish you had told me that several days ago before I had planned all week and hosting this. So I immediately felt like a jerk. Turns out Chris had prepared some incredible intros for both of us. Uh, Chris, you care to share those? They're so good. I, I feel oh, like it'd be a man. shame not to share them. Right, Cole? I think it's a perfect way to wrap up the pod. Yeah. Oh. Okay, here goes. And joining us from Knoxville, 6'2", anywhere from 210 to 280 pounds, depending on the month. Um, he is the Oprah Winfrey of weight for this podcast. His name is Matthew Hickey Hickman. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. And joining us from Roanoke, Virginia, he has bought more rings than George Steinbrenner. 
He is a Kurt Angle lookalike. Um, he is five foot ten, maybe two hundred twenty-five pounds. He has about half a knee left. It is Cole Huffman. Welcome. You wow! Wow! Yeah. Threw in an extra one there. Yeah, I wonder which one he just threw in there. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, don't know. know. Well, anyway, Chris went through all the all the trouble to prepare in like you know an hour before I go and screw everything up. But uh, hey, hope you all enjoyed listening to this podcast. This has been episode twenty eight. Great to hang out with you all. Till next week, this is Sports Sets and Beer Guys.